You're listening to 89.5 FM KOPN Columbia, Mid-Missouri's source for in-depth news, diverse talk and music of the world. It's not just radio, it's community radio on the web at kopn.org. And this is Speaking of the Arts. And if I didn't think she'd kill me, I'd try to do the whole show in a British accent. But I think she, <laughs> I think Diana Moxon would, would, would be very disappointed. Hi, this is Monica Palmer filling in today for Duchess Diana, who is in New York City doing amazing things and seeing amazing shows. And I'm sure she'll share all about that when uh, she's back in the chair next week. But in the meantime, I get the, the immense pleasure of talking to some very talented folks who have some amazing things coming up that uh, you want to definitely put on your your calendar. Later in the show, we're going to be talking to Melissa Bohan about Home for the Holidays. She's brought some of the cord busters, and we're going to talk to them in a little bit and maybe even hear some singing uh, for your Friday morning. Uh, but in the studio right now, I have the amazing Ed Hansen and the always talented and beautiful Sarah Jose. So thank you guys for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. And you're here to talk about a beautiful operetta. We don't get to hear that word very often right. in the art scene in mid-Missouri. So this is an operetta called Antique Carol. Tell us about it, Ed. And, and that's kind of interesting. You bring up that whole term operetta because yeah. I used that term yesterday with somebody and they looked at me like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I need to Google that. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so an operetta is just simply a small opera. Yeah. It's, it's not uh, uh, in the sense of a grand opera with with massive sets and a huge cast and lots of costume changes and so forth. This is just a very sweet adaptation of uh, Charles Dickens' tale, A Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. um, that was written uh, by a local legend, uh, Hugo Vianello, from the Missouri Symphony. I yes. think you're familiar with that organization. I am familiar with that organization. Um, Monica. <laughs> and um, uh, interestingly enough, I'm coming on the symphony board in January. Oh, we so, are so happy. So, uh, yeah, so happy. The, it seems that, that uh, the arts in Columbia sometimes are a little ingrown, you know? <laughs> People, people share their their thoughts and their talents with lots of different groups. But um, our story uh, is about a character uh, who is sort of a timeless character. Mm-hmm. Um, people uh, know the name Ebenezer Scrooge from the the Dickens story, of course, and sure. and uh, people often use oh he's such a Scrooge mm-hmm. as a as a, a term for a miserly person or a person who's uh, kind of bitter and. And uh, has a lot of uh, negative thoughts. Yeah. Uh, our particular uh, Ebenezer character is named Titus. Mm-hmm. His full name is Titus Canby. <laughs> uh, which, uh, if you think about Hugo's sense of humor, it sort of fits. It's that, that whole miserly thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was working with uh, Hugo um, before his death on this project, um, Back in 2016, I asked him if it's important to um, set the story in Victorian England, and he really had not ever thought about moving it Mm -hmm. before, but he was really intrigued by that idea. And so the first time we staged an antique carol, we set it in Manhattan in um, the 1920s, Mm -hmm. and he really liked what we did with that. And so uh, he gave me permission to sort of move it around and, and have a little fun with it. So nice. uh, in this reboot, we've moved it to the 1940s, uh, 47, I think we've settled on, and uh, we put it in New Orleans. Now, there's nice. not a whole lot of reference to New Orleans in, mm-hmm. the, in the show, but uh, some of the ad-libs that come out of the, the chorus you'll hear... Um, little southern things mm-hmm. like well bless his little heart yeah. things like that you know <laughs> that uh you don't typically hear anywhere else uh-huh. and uh then we have um uh, in a in one of the tableaus where the ghosts are taking him around, we actually have trombones and trumpets at the funeral and, and mm. colorful umbrellas and oh, so forth. Wow. So it's just kind of fun to to mess with things just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story is just a real a real charming story. It's not a long piece. Uh, it's very uh, family friendly, mm-hmm. and so we encourage families where. Their kids maybe have not had a, a, a theater experience before, and particularly not an opera experience before. This is a great way to introduce them to that whole idea of the fantasy, right? You know, unfolding right, right in front of your eyes. Yeah, and a beautiful, timeless story too. And absolutely, I think every everyone from five to ninety-five, and and, and well, above and below those, <laughs> is going to find something in the story to take with and them. And it has a leave. happy ending. We all know it has a happy yeah. ending. So yeah. uh, oh, that's all good. Spoiler alert. 
what if they didn't know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> so we know the story, and we know that uh, Hugo Vianello, the maestro, wrote this. So we can expect amazing music as well. Sarah, on a scale of like singing "Happy Birthday" and Sondheim, like where does where does Hugo's music fall for uh, a vocal performer like yourself? Oh gosh, <laughs> um, this is my first real exposure to opera or operetta um so for me like just coming in and being like here's all this music you've never (laughs) ever heard before versus like into the woods where you've listened to the the recordings and stuff this probably fell for me at like a five or a six Mm -hmm. like really being like okay i really need to learn this and make it right because Mm -hmm. it's been done before you know this has to be as good as it was last time absolutely or better maybe mm-hmm. yeah yes yes <laughs> because there was a lot of like a you know with with some of our favorite christmas carols and and sacred music there is a lot of like one person holding a whole part by themselves and and mm-hmm. things like that i know that that can be a, a challenge but I, I think you will be up to the challenge i've heard you sing <laughs> so <laughs> you. so how how does the ensemble work together with with some of this music do, are they are they are they playing well together? The ensemble. Together? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think Sarah's uh, probably her most challenging scene is her opening scene. Yeah. Uh, she comes out and it's um, it's dialogue, but sung dialogue with her uncle, and she's um, her character Alice is uh, a very optimistic person. She um, likes to spread sunshine wherever she goes she's very and, cheerful. She's and very she <laughs> is she is determined uh, to um, see her uncle change his ways gotcha so in Alice in if we're comparing it to the Christmas Carol story is kind of the the version of Fred is that right is, is this like I would say sort so. of like that character right like that cheerful uh, loves everything about Christmas mm-hmm. kind of a Disney princess which shouldn't be I mean, kind of it shouldn't be a stretch for Sarah <laughs> because she plays Disney princesses in her spare time so so is um, does does uh, Alice have any kind of change in her throughout we know the big change for Scrooge but mm-hmm. as an actor you always try to find you know an arc in a character does mm-hmm. she does she change and evolve in this piece as well I think so a little because at the beginning during like her scene with her uncle mm-hmm. I feel like in the music especially towards the end she's kind of like she wants to see the best in him mm-hmm. you know she wants him to change and be the man she sees in him um, but it kind of seems like she's getting a little hopeless mm. by the end of that first beginning aria um, like well maybe it's not going to be this Christmas maybe mm-hmm. next Christmas and then by the end of act two when he changes and he's like elated and I mean Dane does that change very well from like this miserly old man to this like refreshed I see everything new and I think that affects the cast as well and yeah, Alice for sure so you run up Dane Dane actually played this part of Titus before he did he played in- it for us two years ago okay. and uh, he's uh uh, Dane is, of course, much younger than you might think of a of a Scrooge character, but because the story is is um, modified uh, with new character names and kind of new situations, um, it it works just fine. We we kind of talked about with Sarah and Dane one night that um, uh, Titus may be the youngest of a brood mm-hmm. of children, and that Alice is his niece, but it's not a a whole generation set up, separating the oh, two of them. Yeah. Um, she is, Alice is married, but she uh, she tries to include her uncle in a lot of the family stuff that she mm-hmm. hosts, and he's always resistant. And, uh, of course, she, she's there to invite him to Christmas dinner. That's why mm-hmm. she's shown up. And then all these carolers come in, and she watches her uncle just... Tear him apart. Yeah, he mm. he just trashes them and throws them out of the house. And so <laughs> and so she she remembers right kind of at the end, please have dinner with us tomorrow. Please say that you will. And he mm-hmm. says, I'll see. Oh. You know, and she says, Well, please do try. I mean, that's that's like she's she's hoping that he even wakes up in the morning and sort of remembers he has an invitation to go yeah. to dinner. I mean, that's kind of where she is with him at this point. Yeah. And she's very sad when she first leaves. And then when she comes back, I think she comes back in the morning because she's going to try to convince him one more time to come to dinner. And then 
she finds all these people in the house and he's handing out money. <laughs> so it's just this, the, the second act goes kind of quick, but it's, um, it's just a, a story of real redemption. And, mm-hmm. and she is absolutely elated, you know, mm-hmm. to see this, this change. She's amazed. Yeah. I think you have one line, what has happened to you? You're so joyful. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just so cute. That is cute. So now you've mentioned the length a couple of times. So what is the runtime for this? And is there an intermission? What can There is expect? an intermission because the, the show really needs it. it okay. We have a, a big set change to go back to the original sure. set. And, and um, it's, you know, the evening where he's... Um, out with the ghost and, yes. and seeing all these things, and then he wakes up the next morning. So there's a definite, uh, you know, time change there. Mm-hmm. So we do have the intermission, but the full run of the show is about 80, 85 minutes. Oh, okay. So that's why I said it's perfect for, you know, yeah. younger families and mm-hmm. people that uh, get fidgety. Yes, <laughs> like my husband. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now are you two weekends or three weekends? We are two weekends, two weekends. on this, but we, um, we, because of the run of the the length of the show itself, we decided that uh, we could put in two performances on Saturdays. Oh, well, and that's so, new. Yeah. Um, what we're doing is we're running Thursday through Sunday for two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, but each of the Saturdays has both a two o'clock and a seven thirty show. So, what do you do to prep yourself for a two show day, Sarah? Do you do anything oh, mentally gosh. or vocally to? You drink a lot of water. Yeah, <laughs> all the water. I would, <laughs> I would imagine. So, we're talking about an antique carol, and it's going to be at Talking Horse. Productions uh, down in the Arts District, I guess we call it, is at, over um, St. James Street. And you can go on to TalkingHorseProductions.org and get your tickets. Do you recommend people get their tickets in advance, or do you think... You know, we've, they've changed the thing a little bit so that if you want to just reserve your tickets online, or you mm-hmm. can call the phone number and reserve your tickets and then pay for them when you get there, that's allowed now. Nice. And so uh, that phone number is 573 607 one seven four zero seventeen forty. And of course, if you're just tuning in, you recognize the voice of Ed Hansen, the founder of Talking Horse Productions, talking with Sarah Jost as well, who plays Alice in An Antique Carol. Now, Ed, you worked very closely with Hugo Vianello on An Antique Carol when he was getting this ready to actually see it staged. How much of Ed Hansen has filtered into An Antique Carol? Do oh, dear. You, do you think that um, you put a lot into it, or do you feel like it's it's well, mainly true to what <laughs> the original? I really need to be careful, I guess, what I said. <laughs> That, don't I? Um, you know, I ran into. Uh, I was at a concert at the Missouri Theater, and, yeah. I, and I saw Hugo there, and and he um, was talking to me about Talking Horse, and then he said, "I've got this little project I'd like to to bounce off of you." Mm-hmm. Uh, this was something that he wrote for. It's dedicated to Lucy, his wife, and yes. and um, it had been written about thirty years prior to before we even produced it back in twenty seventeen. Um, it had never been staged. Mm-hmm. I think he'd had a concert singing of it at the Missouri Theater. We okay. just gathered some people together, but he didn't really have an audience and no sets, no costumes or anything. And he really wanted to see a staged production of it. And so I took uh, Hugo and Lucy over to the theater and showed him the space. And I just <laughs> said, you know, we've got a lot of limitations here to stage you know, a full a full opera. So in the course of working with them to make that work for a black box theater, mm-hmm. uh, I, I had to get him to agree to allow me to record an orchestra. Yeah. Uh, rather than have live performance every night because the space just really wouldn't allow it and uh, we wouldn't be able to uh, overcome the the sound of a full orchestra right. with singers mm-hmm. um, in that space. Uh, so an orchestra pit isn't in the like strategic plan for like it five years. Really for is not. <laughs> talking horse. No. no. <laughs> so um, uh, Stefan Freund, who's uh, you know from the from Mizzou, mm-hmm. uh, uh, conducting professor there, and I think he he conducts one of the orchestras at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. He signed on to to help us um, with the project, and then we rounded up uh, I think nine players from the city of Columbia, mm-hmm. both faculty at, at MU and some of the, the top amateur players and some great students at MU. And um, my son, Tim, um, who has a recording studio, uh, North Village Recording, he came in with his portable equipment and we recorded it in Talking Horse so that it would oh, have wow. that same sound of being in okay. this case. Uh, so we did the recording in May before we put the show up in December. Wow. So there was a lot of planning that went on. And of yeah. course, we didn't have individual parts that were already laid out on the computer to be printed off for the chorus. Uh, There was only the master score. Mm -hmm. So Hugo had to go through and score out each of the individual 
uh, instrument parts yeah. that had not been done yet. Wow. So he, you know, at the advanced stage that he was, was mm-hmm. working at the computer every day, cranking stuff out, and then I would go over usually weekly and and talk with him about you know where we were progress wise mm-hmm. and and uh, if he had questions and then I, I got a chance to ask questions of him. So yeah, we worked a lot together on yeah. the project, and he, um, I think, was really really pleased with the final. The final the rendition. Final he came to several performances oh, and, of course, basked nice. in the glory of us having him stand and people <laughs> would applaud. And it nice. was just, it was so wonderful. So I know that actors in musicals sometimes um, have a very distinct preference about uh, working with recorded music. Did you find any any challenges to working with the recorded tracks of the, uh, working with the recorded tracks of an orchestra, yeah. an orchestration of this operetta? This was the first time I've ever done a musical with recorded tracks. Yeah. Um, so going into that was very nerve wracking because usually you have a conductor uh-huh. so that if you mess up, <laughs> they can like hold it or kind of save it or kind of nudge you in the right direction. Um, and there isn't any of that. Like you right. have to save yourself. Um, but the tracks are, once you hear them, I mean, you're used to them. Mm-hmm. They're much easier to follow than I would have imagined originally listening, listening to them because they sounded so intimidating at first. Right. Um, so now that I'm used to it, I would say <laughs> it's a very nice experience. Yeah, because it's the same music that you've been rehearsing with the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. the same, you know, there's never any, you know, change out of mm-hmm, a musician, mm-hmm. which can sometimes alter the feel or the, you know, the tempo sometimes, yes. depending on, on the musician. So it is, there are, I guess, advantages and mm-hmm. disadvantages to it. There, there are a couple of places in the score where the singing starts immediately at the beginning of the track. Oh, and wow. so anticipating how much... Uh, dead Space. time there yeah. is. It's usually like two or three seconds between tracks where it just flips. Sure. Mm-hmm. And just being able to anticipate right where to come in. And cool. one of those is the opening entrance of, of the ensemble. So wow. I've got to control the entire ensemble. From backstage. From backstage. <laughs> and how do you do that? You, do you just, do you put I, dog just, I, on I've got it programmed how much time. time is in there and we go. Oh, it's a it's a breathing thing. It's the it's the, a breathing thing. It's the big so, breath right. and the head nod. It's the big breath and the head nod, and then we all go. <laughs> but it's you know four part harmony, so wow. we've we've got to nail it every time. So and, are you and in the there's show? There's no like pit. I'm in the show. You're in the we show. Were, too. We were we yes. were short some men in the in the audition process this time around, and so uh, I called in a few favors, nice. and um, I even called myself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I'm I'm singing. Um, bass baritone in the in the cast, and I'm also playing sort of the leader of the carolers, who's they've come for to ask for money for the poor, uh-huh. and my character's name is Mr. Askew. Oh, Mr. Askew. <laughs> well, that's perfect. Yeah, so it, it it's very fun. That is fun. So that's that's an added bonus for people that not only do you get to see this amazing operetta and antique carol at Talking Horse Productions, but you get to see Ed Hansen on well, stage. Well, there you go. And uh, you know, I, I told the chorus, I said. If if in the course of singing with the tracks, because everybody is singing, if for some reason you can't find the beat, mm-hmm. and I start hearing that we're starting to separate a little bit, I'm just going to start conducting right on stage because <laughs> I'm the leader of the carolers. So that's true. That's our it safety valve, and we actually used that last night in the second act. So how did opening night go last opening night? Opening night went great. Good. I thought it went really it good, went too. really, really well. <laughs> great. I did want to mention about our set, if that's Please okay. Please do, we, yes. Uh, it's an the, amazing the, set. The first time uh, we did this, uh, Meg Phillips Crespi designed a beautiful set for mm-hmm. us, and uh, it was a stationary set. And so we wanted to go with a different idea this time, just to push the refresh button on the show. Mm-hmm. And so I am work I work this time with Chris Bowling, who mm-hmm. um, is a, an amazing set designer, and he uh, really enjoys um, the challenge of figuring out how to maximize um, the use of set pieces so that they flip around rather than have to be replaced. Yes. And so he designed the set with three wagons, mm-hmm. and uh, we go from... Titus's house uh, to a little tableau with two of the smaller carts being flipped around, and that becomes um, his former girlfriend Melinda's home oh. uh, in the um, uh, Christmas past mm-hmm. uh, one. And then uh, those rotate another 90 degrees, and we get this uh, kind of abstract purple wall mm-hmm. um, that. Um, 
these two ghouls come out and, oh, and yes. tell Titus what's going to happen to him if he doesn't change his ways. And then all three carts move for the third tableau, including the great big stationary cart that has the balcony on it. Mm-hmm. That flips around and it becomes a clock tower. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a funeral scene. Oh, wow. And then uh, that's the end of the first act. And then we'll, while the, while the audience goes to intermission, we change everything back and put it back to Titus's house again. So it's really kind of amazing that we can have that many set changes with mm-hmm. this with this set in a black box. Theater. Yeah, well, Chris Bowling is amazing, and he he is he's great at at making set sets that change quickly too. And I think yeah. that's a key yes. thing, especially like you were saying, this is great for kids. Kids will check out really quick if a set change takes too long. Kids and my husband, I should say. So, <laughs> poor so Russ. he's, he's, so he's really good, <laughs> and he's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> poor thing. So uh, before I let you guys go, so how does this? Everybody does a Christmas Carol, right? Everybody does kind of a you know version of this. How does this stand out above the other tellings that you've seen around the area of Christmas Carol? Why why should people come and see this if they're going to see one Christmas Carol? And and I don't want to make it sound like uh, the other ones are not worthy of being seen because they definitely are. Absolutely. But if you had to pick one because your schedule's just crazy... Why should you pick an antique carol? Okay, so you know if you if you see um, a Christmas Carol at Stevens mm-hmm. or or the version at, at uh, Arrow Rock, which are both amazing, mm-hmm. uh, they are very much on the traditional vein of uh, the Victorian England thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, the 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 story is going to more f- closely follow what you're already familiar with. If you came to see Antique Carol, yes, the the story moves along very similar to the Dickens story, but the characters are quite different, I think. And um, you've got this charming original score mm-hmm. uh, that Hugo wrote that um, just seems to add a certain amount of buoyancy to the story. Uh, and it carries along really fast. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're wanting to have something, and I keep coming back to the idea of families, but if you wanted to have something to kind of expose uh, your children to the basic story, um, but in a in a refreshed way, mm-hmm. I think Antique Carol is just a really fun adventure. And Sarah, the music, are we going to be, are we going to leave singing and humming the tunes? Oh, is gosh. it is it infectious music that's going to stick with you for a while? Yes, this is stuff that you're going to be humming. These, these little songs, the little carols, especially that the ensemble sings, they're earworms. Yeah. You're going to be stuck with them for probably months. So if I if I take my seven, almost eight-year-old daughter, she's going to be addicted to this music. Is yes. that what you're saying? I, I think Anna will be very She has to come in impressed. 40s costume. <laughs> okay. Well, Please. That's, that's no problem roles. with Anna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem for Anna at all. So let's let's do the details one more time for people who maybe are driving or they, they need to get this cemented in their head. So we go to TalkingHorseProductions.org. Mm-hmm. We can either buy them on there or we can just reserve tickets on there. Right. And we have to keep in mind, too, that there are matinee options not only on Sundays this time around, but on Saturdays. That is and correct. this weekend and next weekend, and then it's right. gone. For so Thursday, least. Friday, Saturday evenings. Mm-hmm. And Saturday and Sunday afternoons. Fantastic. Wow. And then um, people <laughs> people can call the number. You gave the number earlier. Go ahead and get yeah, that again. Yeah, 573-607-1740. And they could just take a chance, too, and just show up. And hopefully there will be a seat available. Right. Last time when we did this, uh, it, it caught on very quickly. And we ended up with a lot of sellouts. And we had to turn people away and that's one of the reasons why we decided we would add those matinees in so instead of an eight show run we actually have a 10 show run and we just encourage people to uh, take a little breather from your schedule and and come see this because it's really charming yeah so what was uh, what was the review was it two thumbs up from hugo vianello when he saw the the production of this two years ago very very much so. very much two very thumbs much up so. and, and and you know he he passed away the, the, in the following march so yeah. uh I, I felt like he was well he told me at one point he said you know i'm i'm hanging on so i can see this show you know so he was teasing but uh at the same time i i think it really meant a lot to him to see it finally visualized for real in front of him. Absolutely. Little piece of history and some wonderful holiday cheer. So go and check it out. And Auntie Carol at Talking Horse Productions, Ed Hanson, Sarah Jost, thank you so much for making the time to come in and speak with me today. Always a pleasure to speak to you, Monica. (laughs) 
And so we're going to take a little break and we're going to get our next guest to come in here to talk about Home for the Holidays. Melissa Bohan is here along with some of the Chord Busters on Speaking of the Arts here on 89.5 KOPN. Welcome back to Speaking of the Arts, and we have a studio full here. I love, I love having a full studio. That's uh, one of my favorites here. So um, we're, we're going to rearrange some microphones here so other people can talk to. <laughs> We've got Melissa Bohan, and this is a name that uh, a lot of people in Columbia know. Melissa, uh, you've been on stages in Columbia, Missouri uh, since you were, what, in diapers? Yeah, basically. basically. <laughs> <laughs> because your dad, Bob Bohan, mm-hmm. has been, uh, he was affiliated with the Rockbridge High School uh-huh. show yep. choir and um, a a million other yeah. things for over 25 years I, he worked at Rockbridge High School in the arts department and yeah. and built that program yes and and up. so um, so we've got other folks here too let's I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourself I know Chuck Bay sure. but <laughs> Chuck Bay you're with the uh, the Boonslet Court Busters yes. and who who did you bring with you today we brought uh, Bob Hughesby hi Bob and Greg Groat <laughs> and Greg hi Greg and you guys are all part of Home for the Holidays. Tell me a little bit about Home for the Holidays. Yes. Okay, so Home for the Holidays is a Christmas show that we're doing this year. Um, we had the opportunity to do it last year on a much smaller scale. Uh-huh. And um, fortunately, with the uh, Cordbusters joining us, we've been able to up that scale a little bit. Amp and, it up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just a really fun for the whole family. Uh, we meet Santa. We go to Santa's workshop. Great singing, great dancing. Of course, the amazing chord busters. And um, then also some um, spiritual uh, singing on the second act. It's just really just tons of talent. And we have like over 80 people in this production just wow. collaborating over Columbia. So it's been really fun and um, crazy, a little bit crazy sometimes, <laughs> but super fun. So. When did you all start working on on this production with 80 people? I would imagine you'd have to give it some lead time. <laughs> well, we started on our Christmas music in August, you know, uh, but uh, I'm not sure about the, the rest of the, yeah, of so- the part. Like uh, the Chordbusters, we have another group of tappers, and okay. they have been tapping for, I don't even know how long, but they've been working on it. They're such hard workers. They're called Tapped In from Dance Arts, and they, oh, wow. they're they just incredible. And so they've been working on a weekly basis for several months already. Um, we technically did not start um, until the week before Thanksgiving, throwing it all together. Okay, okay putting um, it together. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's kind of the most complicated part is, like, putting all the pieces together. But it's been really fun, and it's it's really great well, show. right off the bat, I love the fact that you're bringing different arts organizations together into a collaboration. That's yeah. one of my very favorite things. So you mentioned dance arts. Uh-huh. We know the Boonslick Chordbusters. Uh-huh. Who else is involved in this? So we have Columbia College, uh, their choir, uh, the Froman Singers. Mm-hmm. And then also we have a, a couple from Mystic uh, Dance. And they're doing an aerial. It's oh, not, excuse wow. me, it's not aerial. It's a it's a lyra hoop. La- okay. um, so this, I'm, <laughs> I'm new to this this year, but I tell you what, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, so we've got Haley and Monica doing that. Can um, you describe what a lyra hoop is well it looks like a hula hoop on a big pole okay <laughs> up, up about so five the, feet is in the, the pole air. attached to the ground or the ceiling so the uh, pole is attached to the ground okay. like it has a base and then on the top is the hula hoop or the hoop and it spins and they huh. do incredible things as it's spinning it's the so what thing. i'm picturing in my head right now is like at the circus when the lion jumps through a yes, hoop that's what that's I'm it picturing. that's okay. exactly it yes. except no lion no, but no, no lion. lion and no fire <laughs> <laughs> so they do different acrobatic kind of things yes. inside yes. the hoop. Oh, that yeah. sounds amazing. It is really, it's very cool. But we also have just people from the community, the singers. We have 10 vocalists who we've pulled just talent from the community that they can I'm going to put you on the spot and make you name some of yes. them because okay. so, we might recognize some of those names. Absolutely. Here we go. Okay, so we've got the Columbia College students are Preston, Johnston, um, Prince, and Maddie Mertz, and um, <laughs> Evan Twitchell. She's not a Columbia College sure. student. She's a Rockbridge veteran. We know her name. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, uh, let's see who, who have I, oh the Hallie Renee or Hallie Reeves Rainwater. Yes, she's also our choreographer. She's amazing. Fantastic. Um, and then we have Samantha. Uh, Sam, yeah, yes, Samantha Sam. and Jeannie. She's a Columbia College student. And 
Who am I forgetting? Oh, Aiden. <laughs> we have a, a Rockbridge High School uh, student. Aiden. You'll figure out whoever you forgot when you get to rehearsal. I know, too. but <laughs> you didn't mention me. I'm sorry. No, but, that was a really mean thing of me to do. I just that knew great. that some of those names are really going to get people excited. Yeah, so, so now, Home for the Holidays, this was a, an idea that you had mm-hmm. and you thought, you know what? We should put this together because everybody loves holiday music. Everybody loves sacred music. You know, let's put them together and yes. put a storyline and, and yeah. make a show. So when, when did this come to you? Did it come to you in the bathroom? That's where my best ideas <laughs> come. <laughs> no, or was it just something that glamorous? You woke up and you were like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Well, uh, I, when I went to school in Cincinnati, we performed with the Cincinnati Pops and we did something uh-huh. similar. Okay. Um, and I also, uh, we didn't have the storyline or the Santa, but we did. Yeah, we had the pops and uh, incredible vocalists, and um, I had such an incredible time, and it was so well received, and it was virtually the same show every year, but the community mm. really looked forward to just coming back and seeing it again and again. Yeah. And the cast, the talent changed because we graduated and, sure. and people were in and out, um, but the show itself remained very structurally the same. Mm-hmm. And then I've always, always loved the Radio City Rockettes. Oh, of course. Of course, you know, <laughs> and they're Christmas spectacular, yeah. and so I just kind of got this idea of like combining it together and I just thought this is something that um, Columbia doesn't have Mm -hmm. and it was just a great opportunity to actually reach out to um, individual um, programs like dance studios Mm -hmm. and or um, the high steppers or and see if we could pull in groups into this show and it it was a great uh, vehicle for that where we kind of had the same storyline but we had these spots for guest spots like the mystic dancers and And like you said it can make it bigger and better depending on who you bring in right so Chuck Bay when in case you're worried we don't do the the uh, rockets part you don't do (laughs) the court so Chuck Bay when when Melissa came to you and she said I've got this idea we've done this show before but we want to make it bigger and better so we know that to do that we just need to get the Boone's Lake Corbusters involved. What did you say first off? Well, we were actually also kind of looking to partner with somebody because yeah. we, we, our Christmas show for years, we had partnered with the fifth grade honors choir, sure. Columbia's fifth grade yeah. honors choir, and then they decided to do something else. So we were sort of looking for something else to fill in that, that mm-hmm. uh, other part of the show. So sure. it really worked well for us also. Well, good. And so what can we expect to see from the Boonslet Chord Busters in this show? Singing. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, so they move, too. <laughs> we, do, we do some movements under protest. Well, you know. and I, I've had the pleasure... <laughs> pleasure of seeing your holiday concert a couple yes. of times because I had a, a fifth grade honor student and mm-hmm. also just because I love you guys and sure. so I've come to your concerts before and I know you do a lot more than singing you are very much into presentation and sure. a little bit of theatrical flair well this will be so. much more theatrical than, than before. You know, <laughs> oh, I there, love there's that. a lot more theater and a lot more rehearsal time put into the, the lines and characters and, and and staging and all that sort of stuff so Fantastic. so yeah we'll still sing uh, about as much as we've been singing okay. and then uh, but there's there's a whole lot more show uh, cool. on the rest of it. And are we going to see all of the chord busters or a, a oh, segment yeah. of yep. them? Yep, you get to see all of us. All of us. Oh, yeah. good. And then we do have a quartet that will perform also Great. during the show. Fantastic. And we're talking to Melissa Bohan and members of the Boonslick Chord Busters about Home for the Holidays coming up at the Missouri Theater. Is it one night only? Is one that night only. it? Yeah. One shot. Yeah. And if you can't make it that night, you're out of luck. Yeah, till next so it's, That's right. It's tomorrow night, right? It's tomorrow? And, tomorrow night, 7.30. Okay. Yep. 7.30. Yes. And Missouri Theater can fit a few people. So Yes. So Please. <laughs> I think we can get everybody. Plenty of tickets in there, still so. available. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and another thing that I loved about this production when I saw it, I think at Columbia College was where you did it the last time, mm-hmm. and was kids. You got young people involved, yes. too. So do you have any beautiful little elves? Yes, I forgot to mention our incredible <laughs> elves who multiply, I feel, every night. Uh, but they're kids wonderful. Kids have a tendency to feel like they, they do. They do, yeah. But they're incredible, and they get along. They're so sweet. They're energetic and excited to be there. And again, Hallie um, Rainwater has done the choreography, and it's just wonderful. And the costumes, Victoria from Rockbridge, I mean, they're just gorgeous. And yes. they're so sweet. They're having a great time so I love yes, that we we're very happy to have the elves yes <laughs> elves always make things happy <laughs> so are they affiliated with a group or did you just recruit area youth and yep. put out a like an audition call and yeah we did um, I think several of them are from dance arts but we have several others that are from different dance studios uh, in Columbia as well yes so so we did want that to not be an exclusive 
um, group yeah. so that anyone, and some of them are not in dance, but um, um, Hallie's incredible, so she works miracles. So at, so <laughs> at that age, kids just dance, right? They just move, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they got the wiggles. Right. So. They're just excited. Yeah. They just know how to, how to move to the music, yes. Yeah. So speaking of music, are you, I see Bob stood up, and then and Greg got his pitch pipe out, so that made me feel like this, we're getting close to music time, which we makes are. me very happy and excited. So, <laughs> so if you guys need to find your pitch, and we're going to hear... Are you going to do both songs just back to back? Is that how you we, normally? We can do that if you like. That would be yeah. perfect. I would I would love it because you know once you sing one, I always want more. So <laughs> we hope so. to maintain that. And though. Melissa, you're part of the quartet today. I am. Yes. This is yes. exciting. I'm the how just, fun. the young boy whose you. voice hasn't changed. Yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic. Chuck usually has to play that part, and so I'm sure he's really happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whenever you guys are ready, I'm delighted to have you all. Bow. Boom, 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 Take it to the sensitive side. Yeah. <laughs> Lower and minor. Pray. 
Fantastic. That's incredible. You would think you'd been singing together your whole lives, the way you blended so beautifully About together. With <laughs> the, seriously, was this your first time that you guys have sung as, as an as ensemble? This yeah. As oh, yeah. this foursome. Oh my goodness, you guys, you, that was just beautiful. And Bob, I don't know how you hit those notes. But <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. So, uh, Melissa, sit back down for a second. I want to ask you a few more questions sure. about the, uh, this production. Okay. And uh, you guys, thank you so much for lending your beautiful voices and we cannot wait to see this show tomorrow night. <laughs> it's fantastic. So uh, t tell me about um, what other kinds of music. We got two very different flavors here. Yes, well, so, and that's kind of what the show is, too. Okay. So the show starts out like that, too. It's very, you know, uh, we start with Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes. Santa comes. Wait, do we get a visit from we Santa? We get a visit <gasps> from Santa. Oh, my gosh, you just sold two more tickets. Like, <laughs> at least. Yes, Santa and the elves and maybe even a little Mrs. Claus might oh, pop out, too. that's so, exciting. Yeah, so we get to see that whole section and then we move. So it's kind of like what we just did, let it snow and then we have Mary Did You Know. So I have to say, these are some of the most incredible vocalists in, in this entire show. Yes. Like, um, so it's really... <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you get you get the fun and the, the frivolity of the season, and I think that everybody enjoys that. But then there are other people who just really want the quiet and the peace of the season as well. Yes. And this show sounds like it marries both of them beautifully. So do you have an intermission? or do We do. We have, have an intermission. And actually, what's really cool about this production and this intermission is we will be raffling off tickets <laughs> to raise funds for City of Refuge. Oh, great. Um, it's an organization that we... Uh, we did um, partial ticket sales for them last year, and we really wanted to bump it up and do a little bit more as well as get the community involved. So we have some incredible, fun baskets that I have um, uh, two very special moms who have gotten some from the elves. We have one from right. our incredible tappers, and Columbia College also has a basket. So we'll be raffling those out, and they are so fun. You're not going to want to miss out. And they're just a dollar a ticket. Nice. Um, and you can get uh, six for $5, and you just put them in whichever basket you would like a chance to win and we'll raffle those off at intermission and all of those funds go to City of Refuge as well. And how did you choose City of Refuge as your, your charity to sponsor? Is it something that you're personally attached to or was it a like unanimous decision amongst everyone? Or? No, I was. Well, I asked Chuck, and he was like, "Sure." Yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful yeah. organization. Yes, it yeah. is. Um, we have been really fortunate to uh, meet some families through City of Refuge. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've met with Garrett several times, and he's wonderful. And we just know. Um, I have seen on a very personal level what City of Refuge has done for these families and how um, accessible they are yeah. for them. Um, and especially with being home for the holidays. Um, right. Being being refugees, it's and from a very different home, it's so nice to uh, potentially give them a taste of that or just some comfort that they would feel home in Colombia. Right. Um, which is it's really hard. I mean, yeah. just having witnessed families, the struggle of the, the language, working, um, things that we take for granted every day. And it's just so nice to know that City Refuge is on their side and here for them. I mean, I think our biggest, my biggest thing would say that you are welcome here. We love having you and we want to help this make you make this your home as well. And this is how the arts make the world a better place. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Melissa Bohan and Chuck Bay. Uh, we had uh, some beautiful singing from the Chord Busters featuring Melissa Bohan. <laughs> I don't know. Are you actually, did they did they recruit you to be a member of the we're, Chord we're, Busters we're now? On that. <laughs> I was going to say, 
right. You might want to get to work on that. But we're talking about Home for the Holidays. It's one performance only tomorrow night at the Missouri Theater. Showtime is 730. 730. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is just a, a really wonderful program celebrating uh, the holidays, but also celebrating Columbia. I remember when yes. I saw it the last time. You guys, just your set pieces. It was really cool to see the keyhole up on stage. Yep. I don't know yep. if you've got those kind of elements the again. The keyhole but, will be back. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. But that's kind of nice to just, you know, really celebrate our home. You know, this place that Absolutely. we are fortunate enough to live in that is so rich in uh, the arts and, and you know, human uh, social organizations that really take care of each other. And so I, I think that's, that's a wonderful program. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful to you for bringing it to us. Well, thank you. I'm grateful that everyone is hopping on board and just running with it because sometimes I'm a little scattered, but everyone just <laughs> goes with it. <laughs> you know, that's the wonderful thing about a collaborative process like sure. this is everybody brings their own thing. And if you're if you're not too stuck in your ways and too stuck in your vision and you're open to other people's mm-hmm. interpretations, then, then you can grow something completely new. So that leads me to my next question is, uh, how has this changed from the last production in, in your, what's been the greatest change from the last time you, you did Home for the Holidays in Columbia? The average age went up a little bit. <laughs> did it? <laughs> Did the cord busters do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also just like, I, I think the biggest challenge is that over 80 people are in this show. And so finding What was your cast size is, the last time for comparison? Um, it was probably 60, maybe 50, in the mid 50s. Yeah. So you got so, 20 more, 30 more bodies yeah, to Which doesn't sound place. like a huge deal. <laughs> no, it's a huge but deal. But it is a huge yeah. deal. It they really got to go somewhere, those That's people. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they do. But you do and have a bigger stage in the Missouri Theater. Yes, we so. do. We do. So that'll be, once we get there, that will um, help iron out some kinks, I think. So that's another rehearsals. challenge that we didn't even touch on, is the yeah. fact that you probably haven't been rehearsing in your performance space. So where have you yep. guys been rehearsing? And we have been rehearsing at Columbia College at Lawner Auditorium. Gotcha. And that has been such a gift to have that. Yeah. I don't know what we would do if we didn't have that space. So, what yeah. a great partnership yeah. there. Yeah. And so when do you get to move into the theater? Tonight. Tonight? No, tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> I'm a liar. So the day that you perform. <laughs> yes. The first time setting. Set. I that's don't think right. people appreciate that quite as much as that's that's a huge thing. You get one show and you don't get to step on the stage that you're going to be performing on until the day of your one show. That's right. So yeah. we'll This are high stakes. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a run really in the afternoon. How do you prepare uh, uh, young adults and, and children for that? that kind of They are the ones experience. who roll with it really that, well, true. actually. Yeah. It's us. We're yeah. like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. What that's happens true. if this? Yeah, you just, it, it just really involves a lot of um, planning, yeah. um, thinking ahead, and just kind of getting everybody assigned to something. Yes. Yes. Get it going. So So we know that this is the most wonderful time of year, but it's also the busiest time of year. So when people are looking at their schedules this weekend and trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to choose? Why should they choose to see Home for the Holidays tomorrow night over something else? Well, I have to say you can bring your kids. Yes. It's wonderful for all ages. You don't have to pay for a babysitter. That's right. <laughs> Saves you a bunch of money That's right there. That's right. It's it true. It does. And I just think it's a great kick off to the season. And we have one performance and a lot of the other performances have the weekend. Right. Um, I'm sure there's great theater out there as well. But but I think this one is unique. And um, Well, there's a lot of variety, too. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing. So, Something you know, you get the acapella music, you get jazzy things, you get some solos, duets, you get dancing. You Any heavy tapping. metal? Tapping. Uh, not heavy metal yet, <laughs> but we, we're working on it, you know, maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> You know, so so there is quite a quite nice a lot of variety. variety. Yeah. yeah, we love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, something for everyone. I think yes. that's great. Well, wonderful. So tell me how uh, we can get advanced tickets, or do we just walk up and get tickets? What do you guys recommend? Either way, you can go to um, our website, which is all one word: homefortheholidays.me, mm-hmm. um, and they'll lead you. They'll show you some pictures, talk about the show a little bit, and then you can get tickets there, or you can come to the door. We'll be selling tickets at the door as well. Great. And and then uh, also, I, I have to ask this question about, you know, the, the man in red when he when he shows up. Are there going to be opportunities to, to meet Santa, take pictures with Santa or anything like that after the Not show? Not this time. Not this time. Not this time. Yeah. Yeah. You can take I always pictures with the sleigh. Can you take pictures with, sleigh. <laughs> <But> his, his <laughs> sleigh pictures with Chuck Bay after the show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is, I volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a really long line, Mike. <laughs> So this is a one-time shot tomorrow night, 7.30, at the Historic Missouri Theater on 9th Street downtown. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss it. Home for the holidays. Any final observations or, or uh, things you'd like to say about the show? 
No, we just love everybody to come. It's it's a good family show. There's something for everybody, uh, and I, I think see. it'll be a, a pleasant evening, and it's a great place to see a show. Great. Absolutely. Well Absolutely. said. <laughs> Chuck Bay, Melissa Bohan, and, of course, our, our uh, Greg and, and Bob, who had to step out earlier, our representatives from the Boone Slick Cord Busters. Thank you guys so much for taking the time today to come on Speaking of the Arts. Thank you. Well, thank you. Talk about Home for the Holidays. You don't want to miss it. Trust me, this is, this is going to be a, a wonderful show that fills you with joy for the holidays. Uh, you you want to you want to check it out. So we're going to take a little break and we'll come back. And we've got lots. Diana left me with four pages oh of things that this is what I mean when I say it's the busiest time of the year. She left me with four <laughs> pages of events coming up that want to find their way onto your calendar. Uh, so I'll, I'll be reading through all of those when we come back here on Speaking of the Arts on 89.5 KOP. I'm trying to say it really slowly so Mike can get the microphone over to <laughs> KOPN. All right, you are listening to KOPN Columbia, 89.5 FM. Mid-Missouri source for in-depth news, diverse talk, and music of the world. It's more than radio. It's your community radio on the air at 89.5 FM and streaming on the web at kopn.org. Really quickly here, the River Rats December Community Sing will be combined with their annual meeting and potluck. That's Thursday, December 12th, beginning at 6.30 p.m. at Turner, uh, Turner Hall. That's 518 Vine Street in Boonville. If you're interested, please bring food and a song to share. On the telephone, 660-537-4139. Getting wild out there already, Monica. You know? <laughs> I hear the sirens. I didn't do it, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> One more quick thing here. <clears throat> uh, yes, uh, the next KOPN Community Radio New Wave Corporation Board of Directors meeting is the third Tuesday of December. That will be a week from this coming Tuesday. 7 to 9 p.m. right here at the station 915 East Broadway uh, in Columbia, Missouri. Members and the public are all welcome to attend. All right, let's get you back now to Monica Palmer and Speaking of the Arts. And I just got a text message from Diana Moxon at LaGuardia. She's listening on my side. No pressure. Hi, Diana. (laughs) Come back soon. Um, This is Speaking of the Arts, and we're so glad that you uh, decided to spend your Friday morning with us talking about the arts in Columbia. Boy, we are lucky to have so many wonderful uh, options and and just wonderful artists that are sharing their talents with our community. And this is, uh, we we have uh, a few things here uh, before we hand the airwaves over to Terry Gross and Fresh Air. A list of arts events coming up that would like to find their way onto your calendar, starting with today. Tonight is the last first Friday of the year. That means it's also the night for living windows displays. Oh, I love living windows. All throughout the district, we got Jingle Bell Pups at Lizzie and Rocco's, a North Pole workshop at the Candy Factory, Frozen at Make Sense, and so much more. You just have to get the family out and walk around. I'm so mad at Jeff Middle School for making my kids band concert tonight, by the way. I'm just going to put that out there. So, <laughs> because I really want to go and, and see all of them. Uh, at the Sager Broadus Gallery, it's opening night for this year's Masters exhibit featuring painter Mary Abbott and nine other artists linked to the abstract expressionist movement. At Orr Street Studios, they've got a Bauhaus-themed living windows display, plus 15 artists have donated artworks that can be purchased for a donation to Orr Street Studios' Como Gives campaign. Have you checked out Como Gives campaign? By the way, you can go on there. This is a fun way to, to shop and support uh, the arts organizations, the, the social service organizations, all these nonprofits that are doing amazing work in our community. You can go and uh, support them with Como Give. So check that out. At, at Resident Arts, there's a reception from 6 till 9 p.m. for a new exhibit. It's called Yellow Bone by St. Louis-based artist Sam Watkins. Today is also the first day for the Missouri Symphony's holiday home tour. That's what I'm going to be doing today. You get to visit four private homes. This is my my favorite thing. When I was in, in college, I was a nanny. And the thing that I loved most about it, well, okay, not most, I love the kids most, but I liked going to see people's homes, that kind of like it, behind the screen, behind the curtain kind of feel of how people decorated and how they made the space their own. And that's what you get to experience on the holiday home tour. You get to visit four private homes decked out for the holidays, tours today, tomorrow, and Sunday. And if you buy the tickets at one of the homes, it's $20 at the door, 
but you can get a, a, a discount if you do the, the online, do it in advance, $15. Uh, visit Missouri Symphony Orchestra's website. It's themosey.org and get them in advance. And then you can do the homes today, all of them in one day or tomorrow, all in one day. Or you can do a couple today, a couple on Saturday, a couple on Sunday, whatever fits your schedule. We know you're busy. So today's tours run from 1 to 4, Saturdays from 10 till 4, and then Sunday from uh, 1 till 4 again. At Columbia Entertainment Company, it's opening weekend for the two-person play about romance, loss, and overcoming prejudice. It's called Last Train to Nebrock. Playtime tonight and tomorrow at 7.30. Plus, there is a 2 p.m. matinee on Sunday. And this is not associated with the holidays. So if you need to cleanse the palate, if you're getting <laughs> if you're getting holidayed out, you can go there and, and, and see this uh, little romantic uh, show here. Romantic and dramatic show. At Talking Horse Productions, it's also opening weekend. Weekend for the comic opera. We spoke to them earlier, and Antique Carol showtime is 7.30 tonight, and then tomorrow with a 2 p.m. matinee, uh, and then Sunday. I think showtime, let's see, 7.30 tonight, tomorrow, 2 p.m. matinee, Saturday and Sunday. And at Stevens College, Mecklenburg Theater, their production of A Christmas Carol opens tonight at 7.30, and that's going to run for two weekends. Tickets are $16 for that. In Jefferson City, Plaid Tidings is on stage at Capital City Productions tonight and tomorrow. Dinner is served at 6.30, and the show starts at 7.30. And if I, I think they just had a press conference at 10 a.m. They're going to be, um, or maybe they already have announced their new space their new theater for 2020 for Capital City Productions. So that's pretty exciting. I'll have to get the scoop as soon as I'm off the air here. So maybe you already know. You can text me and tell me <laughs> the information. Um, okay, so in Macon, if you want to hop over to Macon, Maple's Rep Theater has performances of every Christmas story ever told and then some. There are 2 p.m. matinees and 7.30 evening shows today and tomorrow and then a 2 p.m. matinee on Sunday. And that show will continue through December 15th. And at the First Baptist Church tonight, the Odyssey Chamber Music Series presents Tchaikovsky Holiday with Julie Rosenfield, Eli Lara, and Ayuka Tsuruta. I'm going to mess up this last name, and I apologize. Suruta. I think that might actually be right. Uh, playing the Tchaikovsky Piano Trio, and the concert starts at 7 p.m. Tickets are $20 at the door. And then Saturday... Uh, the 7th. Tomorrow morning, there is a special edition of Sager Broadus Gallery's regular Slow Art Saturday. This is something, if you don't like the whole First Friday, the kind of, you know, the the crush of all of that, and you want to just kind of, you know, drink your coffee and look at some art, if you want to do that, Slow Art Saturday is perfect for that. But this one tomorrow is especially uh, special because uh, gallery director Hannah Reeves will be leading the tour of the Masters exhibit at 11.30 a.m. So, you know, make some time for that. That'd be a nice uh, way to spend your Saturday morning. In Boonville tomorrow, it's their Miracle on Main Street Christmas Festival. If you've never seen Boonville lit up for Christmas, this is something to see. Tour of historic homes, a parade, holiday market, tree lighting, the all-day event. It runs from 9 a.m. all the way till 8 p.m. And it's something to see. Uh, Show Me Opera and the Columbia Civic Orchestra will perform the one-act Giancarlo Minotti's opera Amal and the Night Visitors at First Baptist Church, 7 30 tomorrow night it's a free concert so what, what a wonderful way to introduce your your uh maybe your husband or your children or <laughs> whoever to uh to opera it's it's a wonderful opportunity and the columbia civic orchestra is just amazing and the missouri theater we talked to them and heard them singing beautifully in the studio here today the boonslick chlorbusters teaming up with columbia college the show me theater and singer melissa bohan webble singer actress extraordinaire uh, melissa bohan webble uh, tomorrow night for their annual home for the holidays concert showtime is 7 30 tickets i don't think we talked about this with them are just 12 dollars. what a steal uh sunday on the 8th my son's 13th birthday oh, uh, sunday afternoon there is a Holiday Maker Fair at the Community Pop-Up Lot on the Business Loop from 2 till 4. And at Burr Oak Brewing, it's, uh, Como Aerial Arts and Como Acro present a Winter Student Showcase. Two shows, 2 and 6.30 p.m. Tickets $14 at the door. Hickman High School, the orchestra plays Sounds of the Seasons. Free concert, 4 p.m. That's on Sunday. And at Stevens College, a class act musical theater troupe and the Velvetone Singers present an evening of seasonal song, Happy Holidays and All That Jazz. Free concert. 
concert again at the historic Senior Recital Hall at 730. Uh, Monday, we've got Cabaret for a Cause singers at the Boone County History Cultural Center performing a very vintage Christmas and raising money for Tripp's Children's Theater and the Blind Boone Piano Concert Series. Tickets are $20 and the show starts at 7. And then Tuesday, we've got Talking Horse Theater's Stable Boys. The show is sold out, but you can you can stand in the lobby and, and hear the laughter. Uh, that's one thing you could do. <laughs> Wednesday the 11th, uh, Skylake Bookshop, uh, Bookshop has a one mic uh, youth poetry night. This sounds very cool. From 6 to 7, that's Wednesday the 11th. University Concert Series has uh, Moscow's, Moscow Ballet's Great Russian Nutcracker at Jesse, 7 p.m. That's next Wednesday, $35 for tickets. That's the starting price, and you can get up from there. Thursday, and finally, uh, December 12th is opening night at the Lyceum for Christmas Carol there. Tickets start at $40. Showtime, or they are $40, and showtime is 7 p.m., and the show continues through December 22nd. You've been listening to Speaking of the Arts on 89.5 KOPN Columbia with me, Monica Palmer, my good friend and sound engineer, Mike Hagan, and Diana Moxon will be back, thank goodness, whew, next week with more news, views, and interviews on the arts in mid-Missouri. Stay arty, Columbia. Columbia.